you know, we've been journeying through uh, Psalm 23 over the last five weeks. And personally, I've just found it so rich and refreshing, just kind of taking a deeper look into this most famous of Psalms. And I, I hope, like uh, like myself, each one of us has kind of encountered the, the love and the grace and the goodness of the Great Shepherd as we've been journeying through Psalm 23. And so today we're kind of drawing that to a conclusion. We're looking at the last verse of Psalm 23, uh, verse um, verse 6. But, you know, I know we all know Psalm 23, but I just want to start off by really reading it. There's power in reading the Word of God. Um, I'm just going to read Psalm 23 um, over us, all of it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup over flows surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever amen so we are are today at the conclusion of this great psalm David has been led through the green pastures God's led him beside still waters He's walked through the darkest valley and into the summer tablelands that that we looked at last week, the tablelands of feasting. And through all of these moments in life, through the good moments and the still moments and through the hard moments, through through the mountaintop and through the valley bottoms, what is it that David concludes? What's his great summary of experiencing the ups and downs of life? It is these two emphatic declarations that surely... God's goodness and mercy will follow him every day of his life. And secondly, that he will dwell in the house of God for all time. What a fitting conclusion to this amazing psalm that David makes these emphatic declarations about who God is and where David himself is headed. And we're going to look at each of these two in turn. So we're going to start, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Wouldn't it be fairly depressing if David here had said, maybe goodness and mercy will follow me some of the days of my life? You know, as David has walked through every season of life, the good and the hard, his conclusion is surely God's goodness and mercy will follow me. A hundred percent assured, totally confident, no doubt in his mind that surely God's goodness and mercy will follow him. There is no doubt in his mind. He doesn't use the word maybe or a vague hope that God's goodness and mercy will follow him. He says, surely God's goodness and mercy will follow him. And not just for some of his days, not just for the for the mountaintop days, not just for the moments when David is beside still waters or he, or, or he knows peace and stillness in his life. All his days means the valley bottoms as well as the mountain tops it means the good days in life and the hard days it means the the happy moments and the sad moments of life surely God's goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life 
And here, when, when David uses the word goodness, he's talking about God's blessing and provision and meeting of your needs. He's a loving father who says in Philippians 4, will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Jesus Christ. And the word that David uses here to say goodness is the same word that God declares over his creation. So Genesis 2, when God, 1 and 2, when God makes the world, at the end of every day, it says, it was good. And that same goodness, that same word that God declared over creation, he declares over your life and over you all the days of your life, that his goodness that he declared over creation is true and present in your life. And he declares that over you. He declares his goodness and his provision and his blessing over you all the days of your life. His mercy is his compassion and kindness and forgiveness ultimately revealed through the person of Jesus Christ. And what we have to remember as we think about this, uh, this verse is that David knew his fair share of difficulty and challenges in life. Life wasn't exactly a walk in the park for David. He faced rejection from his friends. He was chased by Saul, who he thought was his friend, over many, many years. He faced terrible loss. His family life was very chaotic and very messy. Yet his experience through all of these is that God is good and merciful. And his declaration emphatically is that that goodness and that mercy will be present with him all the days of his life. And the reality is like David, each one of us will go through Charles Spurgeon called the black days as well as bright days. Days of fasting as well as days of feasting. Days of winter as well as the bright days of summer and I want to invite us and call us and challenge us that we would be like David that when we walk through the black days as well as the bright days the days of fasting as well as the days of feasting the days of winter as well as the days of summer that our confident declaration is the same as David's surely God's goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and what's amazing in this in this verse here is that David's reflection isn't that he has to go chasing after God's goodness and mercy. God's goodness and mercy follows us. Christian walk is not one of chasing after or striving after the goodness and mercy of God. It's resting in what he has already achieved and what he has already done. We don't chase after goodness and mercy. It's so easy in the world that we live in to chase after the good life, to go hunting after goodness and mercy, to find where am I going to find forgiveness? But in the kingdom of heaven, God's goodness and mercy follow us. They follow us. We don't go chasing and looking for them. They follow us all the days of our life. And the word here that David is using is not some sort of passive following like like a child on a walk who's somehow 20 yards behind their parent and can't be bothered. This is a kind of an active word. It's like, it means pursue. Actually, that God's goodness and mercy pursues us all the days of our life. Then we sing that song. He's the good shepherd who pursues us. He chases us down. He fights till we're found. He leaves the 99. His goodness and mercy follow us and pursue us and chase us down. And we don't have to go looking for them. We don't have to go hide, uh, go seeking after them because they're already present in our life and they're hemming us in behind and before. God's goodness and mercy will pursue you and hem you in all the days of your life. And do you know the truth is this? God's goodness and mercy 
that flows from heaven into your life will never run dry. It will never run out, but will pursue you and be with you all the days of your life. That is David's emphatic declaration and confident assurance, having walked through the trials and the seasons of life. And then David leads us to this last statement in this great psalm. And he leads us to the place where our wandering hearts find true rest and true joy and true peace. Living with God and in his presence forever. David walks us through this psalm and he leads us to God himself as the fulfillment of all of our longings. Through this psalm, the shepherd has led the sheep beside green pastures. He's led the sheep beside still waters. He's led the sheep through the, the valleys of shadow of death. He's led the sheep to the summer feasting tablelands and all with the aim of this, leading the sheep home. The, the, the psalmist here is saying the shepherd is leading his sheep ultimately with the aim of getting them home. And here in verse six, the sheep have finally come home. Being with God in his presence is our true home. Not as a temporary guest to eat a meal, but as a resident in the house of the Lord forever. To live with him, to dwell with him, to abide with him in his house forever. Jesus Christ, the great shepherd, is leading you and leading I home. He is leading us home through the still waters, through the green pastures, through the valley bottoms, through the summer tablelands to our true home. And the reality is in this life, so much of the frustration and disappointment that we face is when we think that things of this world are the end goal or the destination in their own right. Like they themselves make good homes and good destinations. If I get this job, if I get this relationship, if I have this house or if I have this amount of money or if I experience this much success, then I'll come home. Then I'll have made it to the destination. Then I'll find a true rest and peace that my heart longs for, only to get there and realize it isn't the destination that you thought it was. Money looks like a good home. Success looks like it would give us the promise of rest that we long for, yet over and over again, they fail to deliver because they are not our true home. All the while, David is saying, as he leads us through this psalm to have a vision of where our true home is. The green pastures are not our goal. The darkest valley is not the end. The summer tablelands of feasting and satisfaction in this life are not the end game. Living in the house of the Lord forever in his presence is our true home and our true destination. And the, and the paradox is this. As we learn to live with a vision of our true home, as we learn to realize that we are exiles on, on our way home, actually it causes us to live with true joy and true rest and true peace. Because we know that things of this world are not the end game, that actually our home with him forever is our destination. And it is the place that awaits for us, that Jesus is preparing for us, his home for all time. But the reality is this, and the central message of 
storyline through scripture is this. We cannot make our own way home. We have a promise, but we cannot make our own way home. As Augustine said, he says, I can see the distant shores of my true home, but I don't have the means to get there myself. I can't get across the choppy waters on my own, but we can make it home because someone came to get us. We can make it home to the house of God because the great shepherd of the sheep, Jesus Christ, came to get us. Through his death, through his resurrection, he has rescued you and redeemed you and has prepared a place for you in his house for all time. But not only that, but as the great shepherd of the sheep, he holds you and he guides you through the green pastures, through the darkest valley, through the feasting lands and into your true home forever. Not as a servant, not as a guest, but as a son or daughter reigning and ruling with Christ for all eternity. That is our true home. And God, through this, as, as David finishes this psalm, and as we see the conclusion here of David declaring the goodness and mercy of God over his life and saying, I am going to dwell with God forever. He goes through this life's journey and he knows that the great shepherd is leading him home. And he knows that he cannot make it there alone. He needs the good shepherd to rescue him. He needs the good shepherd to guide him and to lead him through the choppy waters of life to make it to his true home. C.S. Lewis, the great kind of theologian, the great writer, he says this, I must keep alive in myself the desire for my true country, which I shall not find till after death. I must never let it get snowed under or turned aside. I must make it the main object of life to press onto that country and to help others do the same. As we draw to a conclusion of this great psalm, let me read verse six over us again. Surely, gateway, each person on this call, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Let me just pray, and then I'm just going to hand over to Nigel. Jesus, I want to thank you that you are the great shepherd of the sheep. And that, Lord, you are leading us in this life through good moments and hard moments, through still waters, through valley bottoms, through feasting moments of life. You are leading us home. And I want to pray of us that we would live with a vision that our true home awaits, that our place of true joy and peace and rest is found when we, when we fix our gaze upon our true home. Our true home being with you, in your presence, communion with you for all time. I want to thank you, Jesus, that Lord, we don't have the means to get there ourselves, but you came to rescue us. 
Lord, you came to rescue us. And not only that, Lord, you hold us and you guide us and you'll never leave us or forsake us. Lord, you'll carry us across the choppy waters of life to the true home that awaits us for all eternity. Lord, I pray over each of us this morning. Lord, I, I recognize that for so many, life feels choppy and difficult and it feels like a valley bottom moment right now. But we thank you that you are leading us home. Lord, you are leading us in these moments. You came across the cosmos Lord, to, uh, to rescue and redeem, and that you are in the business of carrying your people home. And I thank you that in you, Lord, you will complete what you've begun in our lives. I am certain of this, Philippians 1.6 says, that he who began a good work in you will see it through to the day of completion. I pray that over us in the name of Jesus. Amen.